right. And we are on uh, the, the, the topic we started, the communion of the Spirit. So we're going to begin with our beginning scripture, Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of, our, of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, be with you all. Amen. Very, very powerful um, verse of scripture. We call it the grace, so we are sharing the grace. It's a, like um, some call it the benediction. And uh, on the first day I began with telling you, I said these three things, uh, they answer three questions in Christianity. Answer three questions in the faith. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is the what of Christianity. The Bible says that grace and truth came by Jesus, John chapter 1. Grace came by Jesus, grace and truth came by Jesus. So what Jesus brought was a grace. The law, the Bible says, came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. So what Jesus brought is the grace. So we call, it's called the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the what. So when we say, what is Christianity about? It is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then another question now comes up. Why the grace? Why, why that grace? If you talk about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, why is there the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? And we answer, you said, it's because of the love of God. Yes. The love of God is what brings the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Without the love of God, for God so loved the world, that's the love of God, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is the what? The why is the love of God. So the love of God is responsible for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why does God give us grace? Because he loves us, the love of God. But someone can know about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, know about the love of God, and never experience that grace. So you talk about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? The love of God. But might never experience it. Never knows when, when you talk about grace, you cannot use a person's life to even explain that what grace is. So there's a grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? The love of God. But these things can be in a, in a spiritual state. There are, some of the things, there are some things I'll say this morning in this service that I need to really take, you know, I want to listen to because not every message, all right, in the Bible, some are doctrine, all right? And most of the time, doctrine is to be believed. It's not really to be... Um, I'm, I'm trying to avoid using certain words so that I, because today I want to break the message down as much as possible. Some messages are preached to you with practicals. And this is, some, this is one of that message. Because I want you to see the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ at work in your life. Because sometimes people can speak of the love of God and, never, and have never really experienced the love of God. It's just something they know by the flipping of, a, of pages of the Bible. They know the love of God, they've heard of the love of God, but they've never experienced the love of God. So there's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and some people have never experienced it. Some have. Some, they, they get to experience it, and after some time, they don't experience it again. You know, they can't really lay hold on it and say, okay, this is how, like Paul talked about, take advantage of the grace. They, they can't say, oh, if I want the grace to work, this is what I do. 
if I want, if I want to experience the grace of God, this is what I do. Some people, it happens to them once in 10 years. And after some time, they never experience it again. So the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is real, is a truth. But I want to use this to explain this to you. We all eat yam. Yet, when you are hungry and someone brings out a tube of yam for you and peels off the, 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 the skin of the, of the tube of yam and says, start eating it, you won't be able to eat it. But it's food. Hey. It's food. It's reality. It's truth. It's food. Everywhere in the world, I can stand and say, I gave you food. If I'm asked, have you ever given this guy food? I will say, yes, I have given him food. Why? I gave him a tube of yam. That is what spiritual realities sound like. And that is the truth of spiritual realities. Like, for example, if God says, I have given you grace, you cannot carry that grace. Hey, you cannot carry that grace to go and buy food in the morning. But to God, what he said is reality. I need to understand this. There's how God speaks. Because, for example, there's no money in heaven. So when you ask God for money, what are you, what are you asking him for? There's no, there's no money printing machine in heaven. They say, oh Lord, oh Lord, please, oh Lord, please. I want money. I want money. God will not throw money down. Because there's no printing machine printing money in heaven. What will God give you? He'll give his word. All you do is, I have given you the money. All right? He'll say, I'll give you the money. But then, that I have given you the money. Oh, Shadabaya. I need you to understand this. That I'll give you the money will have to be processed just like you have to cook the yam to eat it. That I have given you the money will have to be processed so that it can come into a form you can use on earth. I need to understand this. So there's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ which is true, which is responsible for many Christian, you know, victory. Because God says that. But by that grace, it's a take advantage of the grace. That grace propels you. That grace takes you forward. But then, you cannot relate to that grace on this earthly realm. Now, is it not striking that when you go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, look at that, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, God is very, very careful about the choice of his words. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It's blessing. It's true. It's true blessing. All right? But then, he, the choice of words should make you understand how God is thinking. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with what? Not financial blessing. He calls it a spiritual blessing. Then he says that blessing is in heavenly places. Then he says it is in Christ. This is a fully spiritual matter. David said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is not settled in your pocket. I told you before, I said, when God, all right, if, if we go to heaven and we take God's transaction like somebody says, oh, did you send that money? Did you send that money to him? 
So yes, check my phone. I, I, the transaction is here. Have you seen? If we check God's transaction, the things he has given us, eh? So now, when the person supposed to send you the money has it on his transaction that he has sent it and you have not received it, what do you start checking for? Network, your phone, whether you have data, whether you have airtime, why you are not seeing it, or you are going to call MTN. Because as much, as far as everybody is concerned, the person sending has sent. That's, that, that's the life of many Christians. When you check God's transaction, history, oh, he said, he said, check, spiritual blessings, I've sent it. God, school fees, I, I sent the school fees. God, new job, I, can't you see it? Number four, transaction number four, I sent the new job. <laughs> so then you are checking your life, you say, I, I don't, you are checking your, your phone. I've not seen anything. Wait tomorrow to come. You check, check, you wait tomorrow to say, it has not come. Is there a problem with my phone? Because he has gotten his alert. Then other times, you know what? You also get the alert. But here you are with 50 Ghana CD transaction on your phone. There's a watch seller here who does not take Momo. <laughs> I think I'm preaching this morning. There's a watch seller on your left. She does not take Momo. Oh, madam, I get on my phone. That's none of her business. Hey, lift your hand. Say, Father, I receive understanding. Don't worry, that's not, that, that's, how does that concern me? Have money on my phone. In fact, if, it, if, if I use Momo, it will be, because now all of them take Momo. Let me use bank account. Oh, madam, I have bank See my bank account. See my, 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 my balance. 300,000 Ghana City. Yet, here is the watch on the left. All I need is 10 Ghana City. And I have 300,000 Ghana City. I remember many years ago, I went to Lagos. I had my wallet with money in it, my visa card, everything, and my passport. So while I was taking a car, I saw it no more. I'm sure you understand what I say. <laughs> I saw it no more. Now, here I am with no money, nothing. But then, in my account in Ghana, a lot of money. And I bank with Access Bank. If it was in Ghana and I was that stranded, I just have to walk into an Access Bank, whether I have my Visa card or not. I'll go and I'll tell them, this is my account, this, they should get me a new, you work in a bank, so you know what I'm talking about. They should get me a new, you understand? Withdrawal slip. I can even use withdrawal slip. I, I, I can just withdraw my money and just say, after all, it is my money. So I walked to this access bank. So I saw an access bank because now I'm stranded. I walked to an access bank in Lagos. I just entered. I said, please, I'm from Ghana. And this is my, my money. So I have money in my access bank. She said, the access bank in Nigeria and the one in Ghana, they have no I said, they changed the name of your bank. <laughs> I was so furious. I was hungry. I was angry. <laughs> you can imagine the relief that when I saw the access bank, the relief. I'm like, ah, finally, I might be able to withdraw some 30,000 naira. That will take me around for the meantime because I was stranded. 
When I got the woman said no. I said, call them. My name is this. So check my account. <laughs> this is what it looks like for many Christians. Because God is a spirit. That his transactions with you are in your spirit. They are spiritual. But there is a processing. There is a processing that takes things that are spirits or spiritual into becoming what you can experience and work with. What is it? And that's what I'm talking about. The communion of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the processor of spiritual realities. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a process of spiritual reality. So, example, God has already said, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You already know that you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And God has already said, you're already blessed. You're already blessed. But then, you need something. It's not coming. You enter one corner. You begin to speak in tongue. You begin to speak in tongue. Then you get it. What do you do? You just processed. There is a vendor, a mobile money vendor, who can, he can see your transaction and ask you, press star 177 hash. Then he will give you the cash. He understands the language of the transaction. But the watch seller probably does not understand. So the vendor who is standing in between Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. He is standing between the transaction on your phone and the money you want. He has the money. You have the transaction. He understands the transaction and he understands the money. When you do what he asks you to do, he will get the spiritual transaction and he will give you the cash. That's the Holy Spirit. This is so simple. That is why on the day of Pentecost, when God was starting his church, okay, let me not even go to the day of Pentecost. On earth, when God wanted to do anything, what he does is, his spirit comes upon the person. And the person begins to manifest that spiritual reality. So that's like the vendor who understands the spiritual and understands the physical. He's the one who processes what God wants to do. John chapter 15, verse 25. But this cometh to pass that the words might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Verse 26. But when the comforter is come, he's talking about the Holy Spirit now, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father. He proceeds from the Father. So then he understands that language, he understands you. When a Christian neglects the Holy Spirit, he has just released himself to defeat. John chapter 14, verse number 9. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast, not, hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then? Show us the Father. Verse 10. <laughs> Believest thou not that I am the Father, and the Father is, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Hold on. Hold on. He says, The, speak, the words I speak unto you, he says, I speak not of myself, but my, the Father dwelleth in me. Anytime Jesus Christ said, 
Jesus Christ knew the difference between the Father and heaven. So some, he's praying, he says, our Father which art in heaven, which means he knows that there's a Father which art in heaven. But this time around, he's not saying the Father who art in heaven. He said the Father which dwelleth in me. That's the Holy Ghost. So he says, the Father who dwelleth in me, he said, when I speak the words, he doeth the works. So anytime you say, in the name of Jesus, I receive something, it's the Holy Ghost who goes into action. I cast out the devil. It's the Holy Ghost who makes it happen. He's the energy of the Godhead. Transformation for a Christian can never happen without the Holy Ghost. He's the one who makes us skip levels. He's the one who takes us from one level to the other. So you can know, you can know the Bible, you can know from Genesis Revelation in your head. It is of no use until the Holy Ghost does something to it. That's what we say, until the Holy Ghost kicks it. Kicks it. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. See. He's a person. I'm sure I should be able to take you on another road in this. For us to understand some things. Because he's a person, it becomes very, very, very technical in, in our dealings with him. Because, you see, the Holy Spirit is very, very sensitive. I'm going to give you some very basic facts about the Holy Spirit, then I'll go a little deeper. Basic facts. He's the third person of the Godhead. And doesn't make him junior to God. Doesn't make him junior to Jesus. Why is he called the third person of the Godhead? Because of his dispensation. His dispensation, there's a first dispensation of God's dealing with man. God was dealing with Abraham. That's the first dispensation. God was dealing with Abraham himself. The father was dealing with Abraham. El Shaddai, El Elyon, God Most High, dealing with that as the father, dealing with Abraham. Then now another dispensation comes, and God comes to live among the people, and that's the son, Emmanuel, God with us. Now the son leaves, and Jesus Christ says, it is important that I leave. He said, if I don't leave, you know the amazing thing? Let, let me show you a scripture. John chapter 15. Did I say 15? 16. Verse 10. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Verse 11. Of judgment because the prince of the world is judged. Okay, can I, let's start from, because Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. Maybe we should start from 9 so we understand it better. Uh, maybe 8. And when he's come, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, all right? I don't do a long read, so. And when he's come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. It means the Holy Spirit is the one who reproves the world of sin. Righteousness is the one who convicts, all right? Because they believe not in me, verse 10. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more, verse 11. Of judgment, because the prince of the world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you. This is my point. But he cannot bear them now. Did you see? Jesus says, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. You see, okay, go to verse 13. How be it when the spirit of truth is come, he will get your truth. He is trying to tell them that he said, There are some things I want to share with you, but you cannot receive them. He didn't say you cannot hear them, he said you cannot bear them. You cannot receive them because spiritual things are received, they are not dead. Is that many things to tell you? You say, but you cannot receive them now. Why? The Holy Ghost is the transmitter that allows you to receive things from God. He said, but because you have the Holy Ghost, I cannot share these things with you. There are things about you will never understand about God until you have the Holy Spirit. Look at all of us sitting here. We believe that a virgin gave birth. 
No, no, look at you and I sitting here. And all of us, Sunday morning, we have left our house. That invading gave birth and the son grew and he died. And because of that, we are saved. Look at you. Why do we believe it? Because of the Holy Spirit. You're, you're, you're probably even thinking, hey, now, yes, a virgin gave birth, hey, now. Because of the Holy Spirit. So he's the third person of the Godhead. But then he was the first to be revealed. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. And the earth was offered by void. Now, I've told you before, I said, the God that's mentioned, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, is not Papa God. It is the Godhead, Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. And I've taught you before. I said, in Hebrew, once you see I am at the end of a word, it means what? Plural. So cherubim, seraphim. You understand? So the same with this. Elohim created heaven and so Godhead. is talking about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So that's the Godhead. Talking about the, whole, the Godhead there. So now in verse 2, he says, The earth was from a void, and that was both the face of the deep. Then the first one to revealed actually is the Spirit of God. And what is his own? He moved upon the face of the waters. The communion of the Holy Ghost. The communion of the Holy Ghost. All right, let's take another 10 in this. So some of the basic facts. The step of the Godhead. First to be revealed is a transporter of God's presence. When you say, I feel the presence of God, it's the Holy Ghost. When you're worshiping and you are full, it's the Holy Ghost. When you begin to feel, it's the Holy Ghost. When you begin to sense, it's the Holy Ghost. He's the one. I, because I'm telling you that you, the, the, the spiritual things are too, they are too, um, they are real, but they are too much for a physical being. That's why Bible says that we will have to be changed to enter heaven. We can't go with this body. We will tear. The body has to change. Otherwise, it cannot enter heaven. What? God told Moses, he said, you cannot see me. If you see me, you die. And he said, I'll kill you. He said, you will die. Why? Because your eye was not made to process a sight of God. It's only the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Let's start from 16. Maybe from 15. He said, even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. He said, when the people read the law, the veil is upon their heart. There's a veil upon their heart. He was talking about when Moses went to go and, uh, and meet God. For so many days, when he came back, his face was shining, so he has to put a veil over it. And he's telling them something. Paul is telling them, he said, to, to this day, when they keep reading Moses, he said, there's a veil upon their heart. <laughs> then, verse 16, he said, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Which Lord? Which Lord takes away the veil? Verse 17. Now the Lord, he's talking about, he said, it's that spirit. And when the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So the people could not open their eyes. They could not take over the veil. They could not take off the veil to look at Moses. All right? But then in verse 18, he says, but we all, with an open face, because of the Holy Ghost, we can see God. So now, now, we are not looking for, necessarily, we are not necessarily looking for uh, seeing God with our naked eyes. No, we see him. You understand? We see him. There's a, there's a way we understand it. And we know that, yes, we actually see, we see God. Let me tell you, without the Holy Ghost, you can see God walking on the street and bypass him. Somebody will think, ah, no, ah, if I see God, ah. No. Without the Holy Ghost, you will see God and bypass him. Did it ever happen? Yes. Luke 24, it happened. 
Two men were talking. They were talking about Jesus, and Jesus joined them. And they were talking to Jesus about Jesus. <laughs> they were telling Jesus, said, have you been in Jerusalem and you don't know these things? And the person they are talking about is with them. Jesus did not spare them at all. He said, oh, fools and slow of heart. To believe that when the prophets are spoken. I would say that when he now broke bread with them, I would say they saw him. When they saw him, he also vanished. And I told some people, I said, can, can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Jesus explained. When you don't have the Holy Ghost, eh, I'll tell you something. When you don't have the Holy Ghost, eh, spiritually you are so foolish. I'm telling you. One day Jesus Christ was walking with his disciples. I'll come back to Luke 24. One day Jesus Christ was talking to his disciples. And he tells them, he said, beware of the living of the Pharisees. I mean, Jesus is speaking a high spiritual matter. They say, Jesus is saying this because we did not have bread. We did not bring bread here. Jesus is talking about a spiritual thing. He said, beware of the living of the Pharisees. He said, Jesus is saying this because we did not bring bread. And Jesus Christ said, why are you people thinking like this? You are so dummies. The disciples of Jesus were dummies. They were were dummies. Jesus would preach something and then, then, they would make the same mistake. Then, then, they don't even go far. And the reason among themselves saying, it is because we, we have taken... In fact, start from verse 6. And Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the living of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. That's why he's, he's talking, he said, beware. The living, living is like yeast. So he said, beware of the, the yeast of the Pharisees. And they said, verse 7. And the reason among themselves saying, You see why Jesus is preaching this message? Because we didn't bring bread. See? I could we didn't, because just because we didn't bring bread, see, see what they are telling us. That's it. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Verse 9. Do you not yet understand? People didn't even understand. Go back to Luke 24. They are talking to Jesus about Jesus. Then Jesus does something. And one of them whose name was Cleopas, answered said unto him, Are thou only a stranger in Jerusalem has not known the things which have come to pass there in these days. I mean, they are talking to Jesus. Though. And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so, as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, without the Holy Ghost you are fool. Because you cannot understand anything spiritual. It's those without the Holy Spirit who ask Foolish questions. God has a son. God has a son. Where is his wife? <laughs> you said God has a son. Where is his wife? That's a foolish question. You know why? Let me tell you why it's a foolish question. Because if it was God, who gave somebody wife for you to know that it takes a man and a woman to give it? How do you know that it takes that? No, how do you know that it takes that? So if it is God, who made a man and a woman, I'm just, that's not the answer, but I'm just trying to say, the question is wrong. If God was the one who made a woman, uh, who made a woman for that to be the way of conception, then he is separate from that system. 
Come on now. Like, uh, who created God? That's like asking who baked the baker. Eh? Isn't that who baked the baker? Who created God? That's the same question as who baked the baker? Anyone who hears, I'll say, ah, are you okay? He's, he's a baker. He bakes. He is not baked. He bakes. So who created God? He is God. He creates. Okay, let's go back to where we were. All fools and slow of heart to believe that which the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? Verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded. This is the part that gets my attention. Jesus began to do explanations. Jesus was explaining, 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 explaining. We, we, I was expecting that after the explanation, they'll say, ah, that is him. Because he has explained everything. At the beginning, and at the beginning of Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Verse 28. And we do now to the village. They, they are still talking. After all the explanation, you know, without the Holy Ghost, uh, your foolishness. Uh, Jesus <laughs> has finished all the explanations and they are still. Uh, let's go, let's go. And they do not sort of village whether they went and he made as though he would have gone further. Verse 29. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us. So Jesus said, Oh, I'm going home. So, oh, no, 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 stay, stay with me. That time of the world, it was a very good thing to do. That time. Not now. Someone say he's going to say, say, God be with you. <laughs> I don't know you from anywhere. <laughs> Abide with us for it is toward evening and the day is fast spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Verse 30. And it came to pass as he sat at table with them, he took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened. And they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, did not our heart bend within us while he talked with us by the way, while he opened to us the scriptures? Are you seeing? They should have known. The Holy Spirit is a revealer. The first day I, told, I talked about the spirit of life. The upper Sunday I told you about the spirit of grace. He's also the spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. It's a revealer. It's a revealer of the scriptures. I tell you one time he revealed something to me. Huh. I was in the middle of an argument. Man, I needed that revelation. Man, I really needed that revelation. What was going on? I was, I was doing apologetics. Defending, trying to defend God. Trying to defend the faith. Oh. I said, he was saying, why do bad things happen? If there's God, why do bad things happen? I said, because in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man and let them have dominion. That means God does not have dominion over the earth. Ah, the thing was making sense. It means man is, is in charge and responsible for all the things that, the bad things that are going in. So when we pray, we invite God. So until a man prays, nothing happens. So the man is, I'm, I'm, the guy looks like I'm winning. So we now began to check the scriptures. And looks as though before God make any mitigation on earth, God has to go through a man. God has to go through a man. We were going through all these things. Then the guy said, hmm, you don't know. The guy said, you don't know. Okay, before God destroyed Tower of Babel, which man did he go through? Hey, no maka. So time of Babel. The good thing was that this was online. So I can say my day went off. I said time of Babel, I was thinking, I was thinking, hey, it's true. It's true. Because you know the thing about spiritual truth is that if one is flawed, everything is flawed. Hey, Mr. Nayachinio. And I said, why didn't I think of Tower of Babel? Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel. 
Then the spirit of truth just came. He whispered the answer. He just whispered the answer. And I said, hey, where are you? You want to know the answer? You want to know the answer? Yeah. Tower of Babel, because there was nobody. The spirit just spoke to me. <laughs> ah, spirit of truth. He just spoke to me. So that I can win, I can win the argument. He just spoke to me. He said, the reason why I did not go through any man. Ah, Holy Ghost, you are too much. The reason why I did not go through any man to destroy Tower of Babel is because they were building the building to heaven. That is my territory. When I gave this one, everywhere was quiet. Like the Bible says, there was silence in heaven. Oh, you need to know the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He can teach you small, small things. He can, he can teach you how to shut up. Holy Spirit is not just for speaking in tongues and making noise. You want to insult someone, the Holy Spirit said, do you have to? Do you have to? Hmm. He said, I will show them. I will show them who I really am. Holy Spirit, will you have, do you have to? One time I was talking to a, a man who, who has, you know, he has bought many lands and lost them in bland litigations. And he's a Christian. I asked him, I said, before buying this land, did you ask the Holy Spirit? He asked me, do they ask about these things? <laughs> no, so many Christians don't know. They don't know because, ah, oh, everybody's buying land. Everybody's buying land. Everybody's buying land. I'll show you something. Deuteronomy. Chapter 33, verse 18. Look at this. Now Moses is, just like Jacob prophesied over the, land, the, the tribes of Egypt, Moses also did his. Now this is Moses' own. He said, and of Zebulon he said, rejoice Zebulon in thy going out, and Issachar in thy tents. Okay, I'll explain this for you. Give it to me, NIV. Give it to me, NLT. NIV is very soft. Good. Moses said this about the tribes of Zebulon and Issachar. May the people of Zebulon prosper in their travels. May the people of Issachar prosper at home in their tents. That means the men of Zebulon, when they travel, they'll prosper. The men of Issachar, when they stay at home, they'll prosper. Don't follow somebody's road. Everybody's traveling. Everybody's traveling. You are going to travel. You don't know. You don't know. Look at Abraham. God allowed Abraham to travel. When he came to Isaac, he said, stay in the Holy Spirit of God. He's the one who will guide you. He's the spirit of truth. I was like, he will lead you. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You see, consciously, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He said the communion of the Holy Ghost is a communion. You wake up in the morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning. And amazing, I told you, I said, he's a very sensitive, he's very sensitive. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16, give me the amplified version. I want to show you something there. But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him. That's the point I want to say. And be responsive to his guidance. I'm, I'm taking you to something right now. Go to Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. I said he's a very sensitive person. So now you have to learn about him. You know, we always ask questions about, you know, we, when, we, when we are dealing with men and women, we say, oh, men don't like this. Hey, women don't like this. You need to communicate with a woman. Men can stay in the same house and not talk and there's no fight. But once women are in the house for long and they are not talking, something is going on. 
But men can be dead. They are not. So we know that men are like this. Oh, men are egos. You don't respond to a man like this. You don't respond to a woman like this. You don't talk to a man like this. Don't. But men, human beings never ask, how do you talk to God? How do you respond to God? How is God? So that you know how to relate to him. He says, my spirit shall not always strive with man. What is the meaning of this? It means when you begin to neglect the Holy Spirit, before you used to hear his voice well, now to begin to reduce. To begin to reduce. Before, he will lead you on everything. Because you say, oh, good morning, Holy Spirit. Ah, what do we do about this? What do we do about that? So you're always hearing from him. And after a while, money started coming. You don't even pray again. Walk. You are going to buy a watch. He will say, no. Save the money. It's just a watch. It's just a watch. You, you, the witness is in your heart, but you have just ignored him. He will come and talk again. But this time around, he started withdrawing his voice. He will not leave you. But he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. In the beginning, you will be hearing him. But later, you start realizing. And let me tell you something. And this is one of the things I said I'm going to talk about in today's service. Because he's a sensitive person, because there are things you do, all right, that will have an effect on the communion of the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm saying that. There are some things you do, like for example, you say, oh, um, uh, I'm friends with this young man. I'm friends with this young lady. And maybe our friendship is doing well. Our friendship is doing well. Then I do something she does not like. And I keep repeating it. The next time I come, I'm coming to behave as though the friendship is still there. It's not there. Something is wrong now. Are you listening to me? Something is wrong now. Because every good friendship needs to be serviced. It's worked on communication. Uh, make sure there's no grudge. If there's grudge, we talk it over, we communicate, we thrash it out. The same with God. He is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a, 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 a power. He's not a fire. Because what people know about the Holy Spirit, the only thing they know is the Holy Ghost, fire. Holy Ghost, fire. No, he's a person. He's a person. He's not a fire. He's not, he's not for your enemies. He's, he's a sensitive person. When you, when you listen to his instructions, he gives you more instructions. When he asks you to give and you give, he will come back again. <laughs> That's it. If you say you not give, you say, okay, sorry. Look for the next person. My spirit shall not always strive with man. Let's look at some of the things that impede this communion of the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians chapter 5. I'll start from verse 17. Pray without season. Someone tell someone pray without season. Now this time Paul is talking to the Thessalonians. He's about to end the, his letter with them and he's giving them instructions. He tells them pray without season. That means always bring kakaka. Every time you are praying, what, what do you pray about? There's no prayer topic. Just be praying. Just be praying. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Verse 18. In everything, give thanks. Someone say, give thanks. See, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse 19. Quench not the spirit. <laughs> what? Quench not the spirit. There are things people do that quench the spirit. If it is not possible, you will not say it. Quench not the spirit. What are some of the things that quench the spirit? Let me give you an example. This is what I'm about to say. If you ever go and ask anybody a question, maybe the person is doing well, and you came to, came to ask the person a question. Say, ah, oh boy, 
How did you do? How, how, how did you how did you do business and make money like this? And the person says, "It's the Holy Ghost." And you say, "Oh, I know it's the Holy Ghost." Tell me, it's a major error. You know what? By saying that the Holy Ghost will never help you. The day Jesus Christ was talking about sin against the Holy Ghost, you know what brought the topic? Because he was casting out devils, and they said he was casting out the devils by the by Beelzebub. The guy is doing it by the Holy Spirit. You say he's doing it by a devil. Don't despise the Holy Ghost. When you do that, you have despised the Holy Ghost. Someone say, hey, uh, how, how are you doing it? He says, oh, it's the Holy Ghost. Oh, tell me. Tell, what, what, what did you just do? You have just brushed off the Holy Spirit. You have just brushed off the Holy Spirit. And someone tells you, 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 go, you are looking for something. Oh, cut off for me. Teach me. Tell me what you are doing. The person says, to be frank with you, it's the Holy Spirit. Ah, all you have to do is just turn and say, Holy Spirit, you are also teaching me. You are also helping me. You are also guiding me. That same Spirit, that same Spirit can teach you and guide you. That same Spirit can tell you what to do. But you just brushed off the Holy Spirit. Oh, I know it's the Holy Spirit. Tell me. You have despised the Holy Ghost. He will never help you. never help you. Learn to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you some of the things that quench the spirit. Some people don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Ah, this thing that I was able to do, it was the Holy Spirit. When you are, when, when, when you are studying, you are studying the, the scriptures, or you're studying your book, and understanding comes, you say, thank you, Holy Spirit. You acknowledge him. When you acknowledge him, you encourage his ministry in your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. You taught me. You just taught me something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you say thank you for one, is about to because he's very sensitive. He's very sensitive. Imagine you were standing, you know, uh, uh, you were standing. She's sitting there, and you are here with me, and we are talking. And and I said, "Oh, who helped you to do that thing?" And you said, "Oh, it's Jillian who helped." Oh, I'm not talking about. How do you? How would she feel? It's carnality. Carnality makes people make such statements. Someone will tell you that. Oh, is the grace of God? Oh. Such people, the grace of God will never show up. Never show up for them. If someone tells you, it's the Holy Ghost. Ah, hallelujah, it's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. You go, and you to go and speak in tongues to the same Holy Ghost. He will teach you. Why? Because he has seen that you believe that it was him. And you thought he could do it. And that he can teach you something. He can tell you something. Go and talk to him. Go and talk to him. He can help you. He can help you to grow a business. Let me tell you something. One thing the Holy Spirit will teach you in your life, you will not get in 10 seminars. One thing the Holy Spirit will teach you. The Holy Spirit can teach you even how to manage money. Oh, pastor, anytime I get money, money just... Blah, blah. The Holy Ghost can teach you. Can tell you what to do. Can tell you what to do. Handle money like this. Put this here. Open this account. Do this. And listen to this. God does not speak much. The Holy Spirit does not speak much. He answers much. Write it down. Most of the things, most of the things you want, the answers will come if you ask. <laughs> Otherwise, you will be there. You will be there. Everything that has to go wrong will go wrong. You won't say anything. And you can you will go and go and ask. Please, eh? Sir, please, what's going on? Pastor was sharing his life history with me one time, and he said something. He said there was a time things were so bad in his life many years ago. He said things were so bad. He has, he has tried everything. He, things were so bad. Financially, things were so bad. So then he decided to pray. 
He, went to, he said he took three days to go and pray. As he was praying, as he was praying, as he was praying, he said the Holy Ghost told him three things. Three things. The Holy Spirit, eh? Many times when, when, I, when things happen in my life and I pray, the Holy Spirit guides me on what to do and I get the answers. I'm like, God, hey, if you didn't send the Holy Spirit, we'll be in trouble. Oh. So he says, he prayed. The Holy Spirit told him three things. He said, go and open a bank account. Go and start a company and get an international passport. Three things. He said, in one month, in one month, Pastor Chris sent him to travel to Togo. Imagine if he didn't have the international passport at, at the time that the traveling came. They'll call somebody else. So if he didn't go to pray that prayer for the Holy Ghost to tell him, ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Ghost knows the future. Talk to him. You talk to human beings too much. Human beings too, when you tell them something, when they are on good terms with you, they will not tell anybody. The day you start fighting with them, they reveal your secrets. Talk to the Holy Ghost. He does not talk to anybody. It's the spirit of truth. You can lock yourself in your room, Holy Spirit. You have to tell me what business to do. Today, you are selling car clothes. Tomorrow, you are, you are pancake. You don't even know what you are doing. You are, the, you are the hub of all ideas in the world. I have an idea to do pancake, and the pancake, we'll put it upon a stick. Then we're rolling this in the sky. Then when we get here, you know, you, your business ideas are too many. I have another idea, you know, to do Milo. And the Milo, we'll actually do it, and we'll put it in the ice block. When it's an ice block, we'll put it in the sky. When we're, we'll be throwing it in the air. And people will, your ideas are too serious. Oh, I have another idea. I just got another idea that, you know, when I do meat pie, we'll do meat pie, you know, we'll give people on a bicycle and they'll be rolling it in the air and rolling it in the air and people will buy it. <laughs> and put chocolate inside it. <laughs> so we, we, I have too many. Your ideas are too many. Let me tell you this. Do you know you can be praying and not still depend on God? You can be praying and not still depend on the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you a question. That business you have started, when you go and pray and the Holy Ghost says, stop it and start a new one, will you do it? Which one? <laughs> when they came to church. <laughs> when they came to church. And I said, oil and gas. Say, we are chasing a consignment. And chasing a consignment. And chasing a, and we are, every time you call them, they are always busy running about. I've just went to Tema. I said, why are you not in service? Say, please, we're chasing a certain gold deal. And they like, nothing to is coming out. <laughs> so I don't think you will prosper because you are doing oil. There are different kinds of oil. There's zooming. There's <laughs> so I say, Holy Spirit. Thank you. No, say it well. Hey, the Holy Spirit, I don't joke with him more. Say, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your guidance. As the guys were doing rolling, rolling all over the city. Rolling. And you know, those times they used to annoy me. They don't know. They used to annoy me because they were not the only ones. Other people they say, Oh, you know, Pastor, you know, I just had a contract of meanwhile. I never see your title. Where's the, where's the contract? No contract. And no contract. Oh, Pastor, you know, it's four million dollars that they just talked about, and then you know, oil, oil, oil. I said, these guys. I said, these guys. I said, I knew, I knew what I, I knew I knew what would happen. So, 2020, week of prayers. As we're praying, as we're praying, a prophetic word came forth. Do you remember what I told you? I said, prosperity is not in oil and gas. I told him, I said, the prosperity is not in oil and gas. I said, the Lord will start a new thing and it will move very fast. That's what I said. You are there. You are there. You are, probably the Holy Spirit is going to tell you that go and start a farm. 
So I go and tell you, go and start a farm. Doman Foods, Doman Foods that you have been eating, they are computer engineers, the two of them. What does computer engineering have to do with donuts? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listen to the Holy Ghost. What you know is blocking the Holy Ghost. He said, my spirit shall not strive with man. I mean, he doesn't force you. What you know is blocking the Holy Ghost. You know, my idea, my idea, my idea. Please, can you carry that idea, put it in a politician bag, and put it outside your house? <laughs> then enter a room. Holy Ghost, anything you tell me, anything you tell me. You know, sir, I have a talent of plating people's hair. He doesn't always go with your talent. Because what he wants to make out of your life, he doesn't want you to even sit down and play the hair, but for you to employ people to play the hair. The service is very hot today. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you have too many ideas. Let the Holy Spirit help you. You will be shocked at things he can help you with. Oh, I don't know if I've shared this testimony here before. One day, I think I've shared it here before, when I was in the bus in Lagos. I've shared it here, right? I was in the bus, and I needed direction to the place. I started behaving like I know, I know the road. The driver too is asking, where do we pass? I said, pass here. I said, Holy Ghost, you cannot disgrace me today. I don't know the place. I don't know the place. I said, pass here, pass here. The Holy Ghost is telling me, pass here. I said, hey. As we went, I appeared at the hotel. When I came down first, as I lay prostrate on the floor, I said, you are real. You are real God. You are true. You taught me the direction of the place. I didn't even know. Ask anybody. You are real. You are true. You are true. You are true. You are true. You guide us. Teach us. Teach us. He's a helper. He's a helper. He's a helper. Talk to the Holy Spirit right now. Before you, before you go and talk to the Holy Spirit, let me help you. There are different kinds of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. There's a time you go spending time speaking in tongues. And that is the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. There are times speaking to him from your heart, in your understanding. Because sometimes you tell people, talk to the Holy Spirit. No. No. There are times you say, okay, I want to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And you are going, what does speaking in tongues do for you? What Spirit does for you when you are speaking in tongues is that it heightens your spiritual antenna for you to be able to relate with him. Guy. Many times, when I find myself in a confused situation, I'm thinking of what to do. I'm thinking of what to do. I know the Holy Ghost. And I begin to speak in tongues. Inside, I'm asking him a question. He's a master communicator. I don't need to shut my mouth for him to speak. As I'll be speaking, inside, I'm asking, Holy Spirit, what do I do? Holy Spirit, what do I do? I always get the answers. Always get the answers. Always get the answers. He's the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. Don't neglect the Holy Spirit. Love on Him. 
express your love to him. Express your love to him. Learn to worship him. Lift your hand in the morning and say, Precious Holy Spirit, thank you for your leading. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you. I like to thank him a lot. Because I know that when I do that, I encourage his ministry in your life. I acknowledge him. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. When you acknowledge him, he said, what will happen? He will direct your path. When you acknowledge him, it's like, I'm going to do more now. I'm going to do more now. As a lady cooked for you before, and you told her that, wow, what a food. What a food. I've never eaten anything like this. You acknowledge the lady. The next time you call for food, they will do variety for you. They will do more. But she gave you the food, you finished eating. Sometimes you have to add more, a little more salt into this thing. Wow. Next time. The Holy Spirit is very sensitive. He helps you in something, acknowledge Him, and tell people it was the Holy Spirit. I'm never ashamed to say it, it was the Holy Spirit. It has been the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. Will always be the Holy Spirit. Lift your hand and begin to talk to Him. Always the Holy Spirit.